this place, let us find nourishment for our spirits. Let us be filled with God's grace. And now, let us worship God. First reading is from Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 to 21. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth takes its name. I pray that, according to the riches of his glory, he may grant that you may be strengthened in your inner being with power through his Spirit and that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, as you are being rooted and grounded in love. I pray that you may have the power to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, so that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who, by the power at work within us, is able to accomplish abundantly far more than we all can ask or imagine, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Here ends the first reading. second reading is from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 6, verse 35 to 44. By this time it was late in the day, so his disciples came to him. This is a remote place, they said, and it's already very late. Send the people away so that they can go to the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. But Jesus answered, you give them something to eat. The disciples said to him, that would take more than half a year's wages. Are we to go and spend that much on bread and give it to them to eat? Jesus said, how many loaves do you have? Go and see. When they found out, they said, five loaves and two fish. 
Then Jesus directed them to have all the people sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups of hundreds and fifties, taking the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven, Jesus gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to his disciples to distribute to the people. He also divided the two fish among them all, and they all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces of bread and fish left over. The number of people who had eaten was 5,000. Here ends the reading. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your eyes. O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Today, I want to talk about what it means to be empty and what it means to be full, what it means to be hungry, and what it means to be fed. Somewhere along the way, I think many of us have found ourselves empty, have felt that something is missing, that something deep inside us needs to be fed. And I think all too often we grasp at the wrong things to fill that empty place. Our scriptures for today echo this theme. From the letter to the Ephesians, we hear a prayer, a prayer that the congregation might be full. Full how? That their hearts might be filled with Christ's living presence, that their minds might be filled with the knowledge of Christ's love and that their whole selves might be filled with the very fullness of God. If there was ever a term trying to describe something that's hard to describe, it's that. May you be filled with the very fullness of God. Our second story of Jesus feeding a crowd of 5,000 is told in all four of our Gospels. And in all four, the crowd is not only physically hungry, they are that, it is dinner time, they are hungering for something more. In Mark's telling that we just heard, when Jesus sees the crowd, he sees that they are, quote, lost, like sheep without a shepherd. And he has compassion on them. He goes to them and sits with them and begins to teach. After sitting together, learning and listening all day, then the sun begins to set and the disciples get nervous. They're in the middle of nowhere. It's dinner time and there are 5,000 hungry people. They want to send them away to go buy their own food. And Jesus says, no, you feed them. The disciples, of course, say there's not enough. And Jesus says, bring me what you have. Bring me what you have. And even though the disciples only have five loaves and two fish, Jesus takes it, looks up to heaven and blesses it and breaks it. And with what they have brought him, it is enough, more than enough, abundance. Everyone ate 
until they were satisfied. Now in our scriptures, Jesus talks about bread a lot. Man cannot live on bread alone, he tells the devil in the wilderness after he has been fasting for 40 days. I am the bread of life, he tells the crowds. And to his disciples, to all of us, of course, he says, take, eat, this bread is my body broken for you. Whenever you eat it, do this in remembrance of me. Our God is the shepherd who feeds us, the one who lays the table for us, and our cups runneth over. And that act of feeding and nourishment is certainly physical, but it is more than that. We hunger in our bodies, but we also hunger in our souls. To be filled in mind, body, and spirit with the abundant feast which our God calls us to. To be filled, as our first reading put it, with the very fullness of God. Now, I have led a very privileged life. I have never known what it is to be physically hungry. I have always had enough food. But I have known spiritual hunger, this aching emptiness that can reside in your heart or your mind or your gut, a hunger that nothing seems to satisfy. The most acute experience of this happened in my early 20s. I was living in Cambridge and working at Harvard, and by all the usual metrics, I was thriving. For no apparent reason, I became overwhelmed with a sense of emptiness. I looked at my life and there was nothing missing. I had graduated from college, a good one, with honors. I had a good job, a suitable boyfriend, not Alex, so not suitable enough, but in the eyes of the world, he was fine. I had friends and family who loved me, and I had a great apartment. So I did the things that we tend to do in our culture when we feel empty. I filled my time with girls' nights out, shopping trips. I ate and drank and bought more than I should, trying somehow to consume something that would fill me. But I was still empty. So I took up jogging, and I booked a massage, and I got a therapist. These were all healthier than my first instincts. But whenever I stopped, whenever I paused all the doing and the talking, the working and the jogging, that emptiness was still there. Finally, not knowing what else to do, I called my dad, who many of you know is also a pastor. At the time, I wasn't going to church. I hadn't gone to church throughout college. It just didn't seem necessary. I said, Dad, I think... I want to go to church, and I don't know how to do that. Being raised a pastor's kid, didn't have to pick the church you were going to go to. <laughs> you didn't have to go through the whole awkward thing of going in for the first time and sitting in the back and coffee hour where you didn't know anyone. 
It's super intimidating. So my dad recommended a local church where a friend of his was the pastor. And so I went and I sat in the back pew. And I was blown away by this sermon that she gave on faith. It seemed like she was preaching right to me. She talked about faith as a path mostly clouded in mystery and then punctured by these rare but beautiful moments of revelation. And the moments can come to us when we least expect them. It may not last more than a moment, but it is these moments of grace, of feeling God's presence, that sustain us. And then a remarkable thing happened. Sitting there in that pew where I did not know anyone, as she spoke about moments of revelation nestled in years of wandering and doubt, I not only felt the truth of her words, but I experienced it. It was like taking a long drink of water after being out in the sun all day. It was like hearing someone say something that you used to know a long time ago, and you hadn't realized you forgot until you heard it again. It was the first time I'd felt full in years. And it was that moment that brought me back to faith. I realized in that moment that I could have a full wallet, full stomach, a wall full of diplomas and impressive achievements, a calendar impressively full of work and volunteering and social engagements, and still be empty. And that what was missing was God. Not that God wasn't there all along, of course, God was. But I had somehow forgotten God. And it was like coming out of a strange bout of spiritual amnesia. My friends, it seems to be part of the human condition to have this emptiness inside of us. And people for millennia have tried to fill it with all sorts of different things. Money, food, alcohol, power, prestige, sex, fame. In our moment, there are whole industries devoted to convincing us that their thing, whatever it is, will fill us. But I don't think that we ever will be satisfied until we are filled with the very fullness of God. I think that is what those 5,000 people tasted that day when Jesus fed them. I think that is what the disciples glimpsed when Jesus gathered them around the table. And I think at its core, that is what the church is. It gathers us together into community to remind us that those other things will never fill us. That only God can do that. Church reminds us that what real nourishment looks like. What it really means to be fed and blessed. At God's table of grace, where all are welcome to come. And no one leaves the same. Amen. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to learn more about our church, we invite you to connect with us on our website, 
www.ucclittlecompton.org. If you'd like to support our ministries, you can find a link to our donation page in the show notes for this episode. We also invite you to share this podcast or leave us a rating or review to help others find us. Our virtual worship team is the Reverend Rebecca Floyd Marshall, Senior Minister, Lily Clark, Project Manager, Cam Clark, Video Production, Alex Floyd Marshall, Audio Engineer, and Charlie Thomas, Readings Coordinator. The horn and string music you hear is performed by the Thomas family. In our church, it is our tradition to end every service with this simple blessing. God be with you till we meet again. By God's counsels, guide, uphold you. With his sheep securely fold you, God be with you till we meet again. Go in peace. Thank you.